The vast majority of Americans consistently say that they want to remain in their homes while they age, but our housing and healthcare system aren't always constructed to support that choice. On today's episode of Industry Matters, we'll discuss some of the grassroots campaigns that are working hard to update both. Today I have Jim Graderex, the VP of VGM Live at Home, uh, in the studio with me. Jim, thanks for being on the show today. Happy to be here, Brian. And we're also joined by Louis Tannenbaum, the founder and president of the Homes Renewed Coalition. Welcome to the program, Louis. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks very much for having me. Today, I'm going to take a step back and let these two industry experts let our listeners know where we're at with regard to our home access advocacy efforts. Jim, Louis, the mic is yours, gentlemen. Thanks, Brian. Hey, I first want to welcome all our listeners. Uh, Thanks for joining us. I met Lewis about two years ago at a MedTrade Spring out in Las Vegas. Um, He actually came to a track, a panel discussion I was having with uh, at that conference and uh, was uh, boldly piping in some great content to our uh, with questions that that our uh, panel has taken in. So we got to know each other a little bit farther and I understood that uh, he was a driving force behind having the Senior Accessibility Act that was uh, a bill that was introduced into the last Congress. Since then, he has joined or has put together this Home Renewed uh, Coalition and its and his Home Renewed website, which is uh, an effort to advo- advocate for this type of a, of a piece. So, Lewis, I kind of want to have you give us a little bit of your history and uh, Tell us how Homes Renewed came came to be. Okay, thanks, Jim. Um, so I finished college in 1976 and wanted to build my own solar house. So I became a carpenter. Uh, in the interest of you know changing life changing things and, and policy changing things, around 1988 I was working as a contractor in the D.C. area and worked on a bathroom for a young man who was paraplegic. I asked his mom why she needed a carpenter, and she said something that still rings in my ears. She said, I want, I, he, wasn't, he was independent in the bathroom. I didn't have to help him in the bathroom before he was injured. I want him to be independent in the bathroom when he comes home from rehab. Now, this was 1988, pre-internet and so forth. It was hard to find out what to do, but I remodeled his bathroom. He was independent. I saw the significance of that on his family, and I was totally turned on by what I was able to do with my tools for that family. A few years later, I read an article about the age wave and thought it would be a good opportunity to to get some of that good feeling from my tools and also to carve out a niche for myself as a contractor. Over the years after that, about the next 10 years, I became one of the first contractors in the country to really focus on this area. And though people always say it's a good idea, I was bowled over by how little, how few people actually do that kind of work, particularly around aging. People want to stay in their home, they say that, but they don't remodel their homes even when given an opportunity to hire a contractor who is interested. And this went on for many years, and a few years ago there was a study from the Frameworks Institute that said that People don't think they have a lot of control over their lives, and they're not listening to people who talk like they can have control. And I realized I'd given maybe 200 consumer presentations to groups and and also to contractors and so forth, talking about remodeling for aging in place, and nobody was really listening. And I thought there had to be a better way. Shortly after that, I kind of read an article about solar collectors and how that industry took off 
with incentives and thought, how can we have incentives for what we're doing and who would be interested? And that was the foundation of Homes Renewed. How can we drive the market for incentives so that people update their homes and who all would be interested in that? So, Lewis, I know you uh, started Homes Renewed in 2017. And then last year, you went and added Homes Renewed Coalition. Can you explain to me the difference between those two entities? Sure. Homes Renewed originally was the idea of all this sort of advocacy, getting people together, having them work on things. At the same time, as uh, bills in Congress started to emerge and we started to get involved with that, I realized that we would be not just an organization that did research and tried to make the public and contractors and businesses aware, but that we would really be doing lobbying on behalf of these issues and our interested parties. And that meant that we couldn't be a 501c, a charity organization. You can't do lobbying. So we formed Homes Renewed Coalition to be the member-oriented members um, organization that would do lobbying on behalf of this issue, while changing the early Homes Renewed to become, which was a 501c3, a charity, a nonprofit organization, to become the Homes Renewed Resource Center, which is an organization that looks for donations and foundation monies to do research on the subject. So one is advocacy, lobbying, and the other is research and public awareness. Very good. So we're, we're going to really kind of focus on the coalition piece today. And first of all, we had uh, the Senior Accessibility Act that we mentioned earlier, and it died in this last Congress, uh, and now we're looking to get it reintroduced this year. Can you give us any updates on where Homes Renewed is, is with that? I know VGM has been doing some stuff also, but you know where, right where everything's at, so why don't you give us an update? Well, the, the two leaders of that bill in the last Congress were Charlie Crist of Florida, a Democrat, and Bruce Poliquin, a Republican of Maine. Bruce lost his seat, so now Charlie Crist's office, I'm having a meeting with them on Wednesday afternoon. This is Monday, Wednesday afternoon. We're meeting with them to see the status. They say that they are going to reintroduce the bill, and what we want to work with them on is the details of the bill and how to help them from the coalition side to gather more support. Additional, you know, some Republicans, additional members on both sides, and figure out how many different industries we can bring to bear. The second big push on that is that Angus King, an independent senator from Maine, is inter interested in a companion bill to the House bill for essentially incentive. The last bill called for a $30,000 tax credit to people over 60 who would do certain types of modifications to their home. We submitted a memo last year to Angus King's staff, which they used in formulating a bill that we think they're going to introduce this year that will be a companion. And we're having a meeting with them on Wednesday as well. So this week is going to be very telling in terms of what help they need from us and how we can communicate that and engage people who want to join the coalition to work on it. Yeah, I think one of the interesting things that we've noticed in the in the new 
uh, bill is that instead of kind of focus being on a certain age group and a maybe a certain disability, we're actually making the eligibility look more towards just being a homeowner. And so it, it, maybe there'll be an age that you uh, are able to, to get the tax breaks, but for the most part, we want the eligibility just to be being a homeowner. Is that right? Absolutely, because a couple things, Jim. First of all, no one knows what's coming in their life and what age um, certain health factors may affect them. Two, people move. So if you're going to remodel your house, no matter what your age, and it costs you less to do it in what we're calling the right way, an age-friendly or disability-friendly way, um, that's a good idea. And if you move out and the next person uses it, it doesn't matter. The population of older people is growing and the millennial cohort is going to be more people who are probably going to get even older but still face changing health conditions. And three, if we want this to become the trendy and popular way to remodel, every time we focus the agenda on aging or people with disabilities, we are taking away the idea that this is general and good for everyone and good for the country and the economy. So uh, across the board, it's important to take the focus off those narrowing factors and just make it a good way to do remodeling. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And one, I think one point that needs to be made is that, yeah, in the home access world that the VGM Live at Home member lives in, many of the products and services we offer are things that are naturally going to happen maybe after a traumatic health event. Nobody's going to put a stairway lift in just because they might need one someday. They're going to wait until they right. need one. But when it comes to no-step entries and it comes to barrier-free bathing and handrails in your hallways and all those types of things, those are things that people can do at any point in time. Changing the height of your outlets taking the laundry service that you have from your basement and putting it in the main living area. Those are the types of things that we're talking about with this tax break that should resonate with the general public a little bit more than having it tied to a specific health-related issue. That's right, Jim. The, the interest, there's some interesting data points out there. The remodeling industry, 63% of, of remodeling is done by people, paid for remodeling is done by people over 50. And people over 50 hold 83% of the wealth in the United States. So if you put those three things, those two things together, and we just make this the general way, we can start to have a huge impact on the housing infrastructure. And that, in turn, has a huge impact on health and business opportunities serving people aging in their home. So there's a lot of people who are interested if this becomes general, and fewer people feel interested if this is highly focused on aging and disability. Couldn't said it better. EGM is also involved with some of this uh, advocacy. Uh, we have a lobbyist, Tom Powers, here who has <clears throat> taken an active role. He is also uh, trying to help Chris's office find a Republican lead for this, and, and they're looking at a few different options. Uh, VGM, through the years, through their government relations, has made many relationships in D.C., and we are looking to uh, <coughs> leverage those as we move forward helping this cause. So, 
What also we're going to do this year is work with having people join the Homes Renewed Coalition. So how can they join the coalition, Lewis? Well, they can go to the coalition website and join as an individual or as a company. Uh, the, the rate is low right now. It's a discounted rate for founding uh, members this year of $325, which gets you four names, uh, four members onto the Homes Renewed list. You can also contribute above that um, as a sponsor on the coalition side and as a contributor to the 501c3 side, which is doing research on uh, the benefits of aging in place to individuals in the larger economy, as well as uh, best practices in the communities. So joining Homes Renewed Coalition is inexpensive, and you do it through our website, www.homesrenewedcoalition.com. And the other way people can get involved is to start pushing this agenda in local and state and also in, in just community meetings. Go to a meeting of the Aging Commission in your community and, and ask the question, what are we doing to help people update their homes for aging in place? There are bills and programs around the country. In my community, we have something called Design for Life Montgomery, which gives a $2,500 tax credit for people who do this, and it's a credit off their property tax. So joining the coalition is really helpful, and it's primary because we're going to be helping get the word out on these things. Because the local communities are the laboratory for activity like this. You know, each state, each locality will develop slightly different rules, and we're going to be monitoring at the coalition and at the resource center how these different attempts to push this agenda work and work out and what impacts they have on people, and most importantly, what impacts they have on housing and business opportunities. So there's a lot of good ways to join the coalition, but also join the work of the coalition in moving this ball forward down the field. Yeah, uh, VGM has uh, joined the coalition. We also, myself in particular, have taken an active role. Um, w one of the things that we are going to work on this year is a to start to have a grassroots campaign. That's one thing VGM has done very successfully in the past. And we're going to be building bullet points so that as we do advocate, we're all talking the same language, giving the same message. Uh, so those are things that will be uh, forthcoming through both of us working together. Also, in the past month, we have had some interest in Iowa to, uh, to forward a tax credit bill for people in Iowa on their state taxes to be able to, to get a discount to, to make some of these improvements here. We met with the chief legislators uh, involved with this last week. Really, they, it's amazing how many people had interest in this, were willing to support it. It's going to bill riders this week and we will see the first draft of what they come up with and how they're going to incorporate it into Iowa law. Uh, in the next two or three weeks. So we're kind of excited about that. As Lewis said, um, you know, the local and, and state tax break laws can be the incubator for a good federal policy. The federal policy is going to be a marathon. Some of these states and local ordinances are things that can happen quickly. 
So if we can get some success with either a, a tax credit bill in Iowa or Tennessee's talking about it, or if any of our listeners have a strong advocacy with their local or state government, we'd be happy to, to help and, and guide you with uh, working through the process of perhaps getting a, a bill uh, introduced in your state. Absolutely. There's one other thing, Jim, and as I've been studying in the past couple of years the way these policies get started and move forward, I realize that private incentives also have a role. So one industry we're working with is the long-term care insurance industry. Now, long-term care insurers want people to continue paying their premiums longer and to be able to return to their home because it's less expensive to take your long-term care, to provide for long-term care in the home. And we looked at the history of some of these things and saw that, you know, airbags in cars, uh, right now everybody gets, if you don't smoke cigarettes, you get a discount on your health insurance. If you have a good driving record, you get a discount on your auto insurance. So there is a precedent for private insurances, private incentives that encourage people's behavior to be what will save the insurer money. So in the same way, airbags in cars, for example, started out as an expensive option in Cadillacs. And then what the insurance company saw was it reduced uh, the payouts at accidents. So they started encouraging people that if you get a car with an airbag, your insurance rate is lower. And now it's federal regulation. So in the same way that we need to do local grassroots work, um, and Homes Renewed is supporting that, and anyone who wants help with their efforts should please contact us. But also, we're working on private incentives, which is another path towards federal legislation. This is the big screen of the different activities that are going on, backed by Homes Renewed, pushed by Homes Renewed, but supported by everybody who wants to join, and I encourage everyone to join, in order to, as you just said, make this marathon a race that we are running in a strategic way. Sounds great. Well, I think we're close to the, the end of our broadcast today, so I'm going to hand it back over to Brian. All right. First of all, I want to let our listeners know that we are definitely going to put uh, links in the show notes. Uh, we will make it as easy as possible for you to get connected to uh, Lewis's coalition, uh, as well as reach out to uh, Jim if you'd like to get involved in uh, VGM's efforts here in Iowa. Gentlemen, before we wrap up, you know, do you have any last words for our listeners? Any any final point that you'd like to make that we haven't touched on yet with regard to your efforts to expand home access? Well, for me, um, we're excited to to be involved with Homes Renewed. We see the uh, opportunity in this industry as being a, a lot of growth. We feel like the home access industry has only reached fifteen percent of its potential. If we were to have a federal tax discount bill of some kind, I really feel like it would, it would be the government telling consumers that this is a wise way to invest in your own home. And I do believe that most of the changes that folks were to make would increase the value of the home and in many cases, uh, in, in, except for maybe having to put a stairway lift or something like that in, which is a temporary uh, piece. Would, uh, 
would make living in their home much better than it is today. So, so it's exciting for us to be involved with this and we uh, enjoy working with Lewis. He has uh, done an amazing job in how he has advocated for this industry. He speaks all over the country. When people hear him and, uh, uh, and, the, and his presence on stage, they automatically want to follow him. So we want to join forces with him and we want to invite the VGM Live at Home members to, to also uh, check into the inexpensive uh, cost it would be to be a member of the Homes Renewed Coalition and join VGM Live at Home in joining Lewis with this, with this cause. Lewis? Yeah, thanks, Jim. The last thing I'd say, Brian, is that every time someone joins, the email crosses my desk that someone joins, I just get a real boost. I get a chunk out of people caring about this issue and supporting me in the way I'm trying to work on it. it it's what I, it's a nutrient for me. So feed me. Join Homes for New Coalition. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much, Lewis. We'll do everything we can to uh, get you the best nutrition possible. <laughs> Jim, Lewis, I want to thank both of you on behalf of our listeners. I wish you both the best of luck, and I hope you'll consider coming back sometime to let us know how things are going.